Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And there you have it, sound of the closing bell at the New York Stock Exchange as we wrap up trading on this Tuesday, May 17th. Stocks lower. This update brought to you by Mark's Pen of LLP. Ranked among the top three forensic accounting firms in New York by the New York Law Journal for the sixth year in a row. Visit MarksPenneth.com. Stocks extended losses amid growing speculation that the Federal Reserve sees firm enough economic growth to raise rates perhaps as soon as June. The S&P 500 index erased yesterday's rally. The S&P down 19 points to 2047, a drop of 1%. Dow Industrials down 182 points, also a drop of 1%. NASDAQ down 59, a decline of 1.3%. Gold higher today by five-tenths of 1%. Dennis Gartman is editor of the Gartman Letter. He was interviewed minutes ago right here on Taking Stock. I think you're starting to see an, an increase in inflationary expectations. The grains are turning for the better. Livestock is turning for the better. Clearly, the crude oil market has turned for the better. So there's inflationary circumstances prevailing, which is helping to put a bid to the gold market. And gold up today by 6.30, the ounce to 12.80. Crude oil, West Texas Intermediate, up 1.7%. Wall Street's looking ahead to tomorrow's FOMC meeting. Yelena Shulyatieva is senior U.S. economist at Bloomberg Intelligence. She was also our guest this afternoon right here on Taking Stock. What's going to be key to see in the minutes tomorrow and uh, in the statement uh, in at the June meeting, is whether they uh, add back the guidance about the balance of risks. And a lot of uh, uh, analysts uh, think that if they add this uh, statement back, that might signal that they're ready to hike. And again, recapping, stocks lower across the board today. S&P 500 index down 19 to end the Tuesday session at 2047. For the S&P, that was a drop of 1%. 4.02 is the time on Wall Street. Now a look at other news from around the world on Bloomberg Radio. Charlie, thank you. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Investigators with the National Transportation Safety Board have released their findings into last year's deadly Amtrak derailment in Philadelphia. The Amtrak engineer told investigators that he could not remember the events that occurred minutes before the accident including his decision to accelerate the train as it headed toward Frankfurt Junction. That was the NTSB's Steve Jenner that crash killed eight people. Donald Trump says he can unify the Republican Party now that he's the presumptive presidential nominee. But Iowa Congressman Steve King says he's still debating whether to endorse him. I'm not ready to do that. Um, I'm, I am and have been active and am ready to work things in that direction. Mr. Trump is about to get his first real attack from the Clinton campaign. On Wednesday, a pro-Clinton super PAC will begin airing its first TV attacks against the likely Republican nominee. The first ads from Priorities USA focus on Mr. Trump's statements about women. Trump needs fewer than 100 delegates to clinch the nomination. The Justice Department's announced a two-year study of the North Charleston Police Department after last year's fatal shooting of an unarmed black motorist. An attorney for the family of Walter Scott calls that great news. A former officer faces state and federal charges in Scott's shooting death. 
To finance a new 35-gate terminal at LaGuardia, a group of builders and operators will borrow $2.5 billion. The construction group, which has put up $200 million in equity for the $4 billion project, has guaranteed it will finish on budget in six years. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus around the world. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Mark Crumpton. Charlie? And we thank you. And again, recapping a move lower for U.S. equities today, S&P down 19 to 2,047, a drop of nine-tenths of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Move around. Motion creates the motion. I feel the earth move under my feet. You move like they do. I've never seen anyone move that fast. All right, people, let's move like we've got a purpose. Something's called Movers and Shakers. They cost a little more, but that name cracked me up. Bloomberg Taking Stock, Movers and Shakers, with Pim Fox and Kathleen Hayes on Bloomberg Radio. Movers and Shakers for Tuesday, May the 17th, 2016. I'm Pim Fox, my co-host Kathleen Hayes. We are broadcasting to you live from the Kimpton Morrison House Hotel in Alexandria, Virginia. Yes, uh, home to uh, Bloomberg in uh, the metro Washington area on Bloomberg 99.1 and 105.7 FM HD2. And uh, Movers and Shakers, 121 constituents of the S&P. P500 index move higher, 383 were lower, and one remain unchanged. Dave Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks columnist, start us off with your movers and shakers. Well, I tell you, Pim, yesterday the story, if you're thinking about Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, was their purchase of a stake in Apple, whose shares rose. Today, you've got to focus in on Kraft Heinz, because it's an example of a company in the consumer staples business. And they were the worst performers among the 10 main industry groups in the S&P 500. And within that group, Kraft Heinz had the biggest loss. Now, it's not like there was a whole lot of news today to push down the shares. That said, uh, this is a stock that had popped up about two weeks ago after first quarter earnings came out and beat analyst estimates. So as a result of today's loss, they have now given back the last of their post-earnings advance, Kraft Heinz falling today by 4.3%. Well, another stock that fell today is Home Depot, down 2.5% to about 132 bucks a share. This in spite of the fact that its first quarter results topped analyst estimates. The company raised its forecast for the year. The CFO saying the company continues to see strength in the U.S. housing market. But guess what? Comparable store sales rose at a much slower rate in April, up 4.3%, down from 6.7% growth in March, and a 10.2% gain in February. Analysts taking note of that, pushing the stock lower today. I thought I'd tell you about a company, Agilent. I don't know, many people may not even remember Agilent, but Agilent, yes, it is still around Agilent Technologies. Uh, the shares went higher today by more than 3%. Uh, second quarter revenue growth of 8% exceeded even its own target, and a lot of this came from one-time items. We know that, but growth was mainly due to uh, shifts in the uh, change in the year and the process uh, improved. 
improvements. Once again, shares of Agilent Technologies, good earnings today. Shares are higher by more than 3%. Well, I remember two things about Agilent, Pim. One is that it used to be a unit of Hewlett-Packard before it would spun off. And the yes. second thing is it's ticker, the letter A. Yes. And speaking of the letter A, we might as well talk about AbbVie. You know, uh, their biggest seller is the arthritis drug, Humira. There is a patent challenge coming to that particular treatment. The Patent and Trademark Office said they would consider a challenge brought by Coherus Biosciences. Now, actually, the agency said uh, Coherus showed a reasonable likelihood that it would prevail in the dispute over patent. Uh, Coherus trying to make, uh, in essence, a biotechnology equivalent of a generic drug. It's what they call biosimilar for Humira. Abby down 3.5% on the day, and Coherus up almost 16%. Well, Hertz was up as much as 16% today. It's uh, closing up 12.5% at around $8.67 a share. Uh, it has been down 46% this year through the past Monday, an oversupply of vehicles pressuring the company's rental pricing. So the CEO and two other top officers of the company, the CFO and the chief revenue officer, stepped in and bought at least 40,000 shares each of Hertz stock, pushing that share price much higher. Well, I just was going to talk a little bit about uh, energy, because Southwestern Energy, the shares are up about uh, 4.5%. Uh, and, you know, this is just a, a continuing back and forth in the energy market. You see you see the uh, price of oil move higher. Uh, in the case of uh, Southwest Energy, big conference taking place today. Uh, and, um, well, they are trying to uh, at least get their deals done to uh, move forward on their energy disposition. Southwestern Energy uh, up 4.5%. Time now for the Volatility Index Report brought to you by CBOE VIX Options and Futures. Volatility can be harnessed with CBOE VIX Options and Futures. See disclosures. Learn more at cboe.com slash powerful outcomes VIX. The VIX closing up 0.9 to 15.59. And even as it sits 25% below its bull market average, investors are using futures on the index to hedge against trouble in stocks six months from now. They've bid up November contracts on the VIX to 20.5, sending prices to the biggest premium in nearly three years versus expected volatility in the Spider SPDR, S&P 500 ETF over the same period. All right, Dave, you're up. Uh, hi, uh, my name is Dave. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? We're going for a price on Wilson. Open up the door, it's Dave. Who? Dave. Hey, Hey, Mr. Wilson, Bloomberg Stocks columnist, uh, resident musicologist, uh, all things having to do with the market. Uh, tell us about uh, your selection for today. Well, Pim, how would you like a hamburger with bourbon-infused barbecue sauce or uh, a bun made out of ramen noodles or maybe a tower of onion rings or unlimited steak fries? All these items are on the menu at Red Robin Gourmet Burgers. And uh, for the sake of disclosure, I'll tell you, I have eaten most of them. I haven't tried the ramen noodle <laughs> bun yet, but uh, possibly down the line. Red Robin traces its roots back to the 1940s and became a public company in July 2002. It's listed under the ticker RRBG. Actually, make that RRGB. Okay, Gourmet Burgers. The company made its initial public offering at $12 a share, and the stock peaked at a record $95 last August. Since then, disappointing results have hurt Red Robin. The company's first quarter report came out today and brought more of the same. Sales failed to meet analyst average estimate in the Bloomberg survey for the fourth quarter in a row. Sales at locations open more than a year fell 2.6%. 
the company cut its revenue growth forecast for this year and scaled back expansion plans. The results and outlook, well, they really did take a toll on Red Robin shares. Stock ended up with its biggest one-day loss since August 2014, falling 18% on the day. And, of course, since I'm from Olympia, Washington, I can tell you the first uh – the first Red Robin was right there in Seattle, at the just right by the University Bridge. At any rate, I'm Kathleen Hayes, along with Pim Fox, broadcasting live from the Kimpton Morrison House Hotel in Alexandria, Virginia. This is Bloomberg Radio. Bloomberg Taking Stock is brought to you by Fordham University, the Gabelli School of Business Executive MBA, top ranked with a renowned professional network, classes at Columbus Circle or Westchester. Learn more at fordham.edu slash EMBA.